This is the War Room Roundtable podcast, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant businessmen and women on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they've learned on the road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their successes into your life and business. The War Room Roundtable is brought to you by your hosts, Jason Miller, CEO of Strategic Advisor Board, and Philip Lanos, CEO of Own the Rhythm, and former podcast host for Entrepreneur and Inc. Magazine. To the War Room, it's a pleasure to have you here, Chris. How you doing? Good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. No, I'm I'm excited uh, to to be speaking with you. Uh, in particular, here I see that there is dental to what you're doing, and I got to say, I've had very few opportunities to speak with people in the dental industry in any capacity. But uh, that may, that's why I'm excited to do so because I've done over two thousand of these, and that just goes to show you how few opportunities I've had to speak with people like that. Uh, but with that said, what I think what will make this most interesting is the opening question we always ask traditionally here is, do you come from a family of entrepreneurs? And now I really have to know. <laughs> yeah, well, sort of, I guess. Um, my dad and then my grandpa owned a uh, tree nursery way back in the day when I was a little kid. So I guess so a little bit, but other than that, that's really about it. A tree nursery. Okay. I see. Yeah. How did that sort of inform your development as you started stepping into the professional world yourself? You know, I don't think that I was so young. I don't think that had much of an impact, but what I will tell you is my dad was in sales his whole life. I mean, um, different industry, but you know, and you know, like summer, sometimes I just ride around and because he would drive to different customer locations and talk to them. Um, it was in the trucking industry. So I learned a lot about sales. I think just kind of being associated with my dad and hanging out with him when I was younger, kind of in my teen years. And I think that more than anything, you know, probably got me going on this entrepreneurial journey is just, you know, that sales aspect has really uh, helped me over the years for sure. Yeah. I mean, sales is the lifeblood of business, right? And, and if you're averse to that, then you're probably going to have more time in business now. Yeah. Coming back to what I said earlier is I rarely get the chance to talk to somebody who's working in any capacity in the dental industry. And you in particular have one of the hardest jobs, I think, um, which is you know, you can go to school, you can get your your license and you can start a practice, but then marketing and communicating and getting clients to come to your practice, that's the tricky part because it's a noisy world. And there's a lot of people who are doing what you're doing and, you know, how do you stand out and why should they choose your practice over, you know, over the other one? And then does your pricing strategy, I mean, you can start laming off all the variables, right? Now, my first question is, what made you as a communications professional choose to niche down? Is it because it's a nature? What what made you choose dental? Yeah. So when I first started years ago, and um, I started the agency and I took on anybody that would pay me, quite frankly. Respect. <laughs> client, right? yeah. So, you know, we take on lawyers and doctors and, you know, um, anybody, right? Auto mechanics. And what we found out is that over time, every time we took on a new industry, we really had to learn the industry and understand the niche and understand the lingo and the frustrations and the competitors. 
And it got to be too much. It was just hard to learn a new industry quickly so that we could be intelligent enough to really run marketing campaigns for these clients. So we knew that we needed to niche down. And I got some inspiration from a mentor of mine. You know, that was almost 10 years ago. Um, and I'm, he's still my mentor. And he talks a lot about, you know, as a digital agency, you need to niche down and be an expert at something, right? So that helped as well. But honestly, how we choose dental was basically at the time we had four or five dentists as clients and we were getting really good results for them and they were pretty easy to work with and they paid their bills, so which is always good. And so we like, you know what, screw it. It's an extremely competitive market because everybody seems to want to sell to dentists. But we're like, you know, we can do it. We've got some testimonials from dentists already. Let's go with it. And, you know, it was 12 or 13 years ago. And, you know, that's the history of it. Oh man, brother. I mean, yeah, just because there's many people doing it doesn't mean many are doing it right. Yeah. And you clearly have success in that area. And you're right. Uh, When you find a client that pays well, it's really easy to make the decision to niche down. So (laughs) yeah, Yeah, but there's like you mentioned, I think you said there's, you know, there's a lot of noise in dentistry, you know, there's a lot of noise for dentists because, you know, everybody's competing for new patients now and dentistry's competitive within itself. But there's a lot of noise with marketing agencies trying to sell to dentists because it's like anybody that seems to have a laptop, you know, all of a sudden is a dental marketing expert, you know? <laughs> and so that's some of the noise. It's confusing for dentists because they're like, oh, who do I trust? Who do I not trust? So, you know, sometimes it's, you know, it's a noisy <laughs> competitive arena for sure. Yeah. I mean, it helps that you have the testimonials that, that, yeah. that kind of goes a long way. Uh, but have you, can you, can, can you point to any other contributing factor as to why this is actually working for you? Like, I, cause it, you're right. Everyone, I mean, it's kind of like when the pandemic hit and our, our co my co-host Jason loves to talk about this. Uh, suddenly there was a life coach and all of them were 19 years old, you know, that, that was at yeah. your doorstep or in your direct messages on LinkedIn. And it's like, you know, what do you possibly have to teach me about life? The same goes for uh, some of them may have, they shouldn't be marketing agents so much as they should be social media experts in one particular social channel specifically. But that doesn't mean that they understand the entire life cycle of an entire marketing campaign and all of its ecosystem, right? Which is what you thoroughly went, especially after working with so many different industries, helping you identify what actually works across the board and then what works specifically for dentists. And I think that I understand that and can see why that makes you such a compelling value proposition. But can you point to any other factors that may have sort of actually given your agency and your company feet to stand on beyond just the customer testimonials? I think that it's experience and actually doing it. And, you know, so our model isn't one where we're going to be, we're not going to have a thousand clients ever. We're more of a boutique agency. And that's how we really try to sell it is that, you know, we only work with one client in every market. We only take on a certain number of clients every year and then we stop. And we turn down way more dentists than we actually sign up because we feel as though it's got to be a really good fit because over the years we've developed what's what's what we're really good at, what's in our wheelhouse, what kind of dental practice do we really want to work with, right? And when you do that and you can define that and you can be a little stringent, you get better results for those clients because you know that you know your goals align with theirs, right? So I think experience has a lot to do with it, but 
unfortunately, everybody says they have experience, right? And so the proof's kind of in the pudding. And I think, I think once they speak with us, you know, when a client speaks with us and versus maybe our competitors, that's when it really rings true because you mentioned something very interesting with social media. And I get a lot of potential clients that call me and say, I need somebody to really post for me uh, you know, on a daily basis. I just start shaking my head because somebody's filled them with that info. And most of these startup, you know, one person agencies that have been doing it for like a week talk about social media posting because that's really what they know, right? And I'm like, look, you social organic posting isn't going to do much for you in terms of driving new patients, especially in the beginning, right? Because, you know, number one, only 20% of your audience is even going to see your organic posts. Most of the people that follow you are already patients, right? So it's good to do top of mind marketing like that to existing patients. But if you're looking to go from 20 to 50 new patients a month, the focus of your marketing campaign should not be social media, organic posting. It needs to be paid advertising, SEO, you know, all this other stuff. And once, and I talk to clients just like I'm talking to you right now. And I think they respect that because it demands attention because I'm not giving them any BS. I'm telling them what they need to do to be successful. And I think that they can tell that tone with whether they speak with me or anybody in my company. And I think that's where the separation really starts. 100% true. I love that you say, look, there's a place in in the overall strategy for social posting, but you would be sadly mistaken if you think that that's what's going to drive higher acquisition. Like you said, it's a great opportunity to be top of mind and customer retention and, you know, just have it's a one way, one other way they can stay in touch with you when they're not face to face with you or what have you. But you're right. Most of them are already clients and that defeats the purpose of what marketing should be, which is to get more people to you, right? One's branding, the other's marketing, right? And so I really love that you take the time to break that down. And yeah, you're right. That is definitely one way to set yourself apart is to open up a conversation, have someone tell you what they believe they need and go, yeah, there, you, you, it's nice to have that. But what you really need, especially at the stage that you're at, is this, because right. now you've diagnosed what actually is the issue and told them, look, self-diagnosis is cool. But I'm telling you, as somebody who does this regularly, since you came to me, I'm going to tell you the truth. This is what yep. you need. And yep. so often- so many business owners struggle to make the choice between who should be their marketing services provider. And this is one way to be able to identify that. I think you've made it clear as an example, like the next time you're looking for someone to be your marketing services provider, because the one that you're using hasn't gotten you any ROI, look to how they actually give pushback is what I'm picking up from this. Can they push back and tell you, trust me on this? it's not what you're thinking. And here's why, as opposed to, oh, no, no, trust me, we can do that too. And just adding on to a bill <laughs> that isn't going to lead to anything. Uh, do you, What is your position on sort of uh, across the board in marketing in general? Because your niche specifically, you know, the people who are listening to the show, they're not necessarily in the health, in the, in the healthcare space and yeah. less so in dental, but all businesses need to understand the importance of marketing. And yet so many of them have chosen the wrong partners time and time again. So I love that you, and I'm getting to the question here. I love that you yourself make it so that you've been really clear on who it is you're working with and who you're not working with. Would you say that that's a good indication 
of an agency that actually knows what they're doing as opposed to something more general, which is why they're getting bad results with the partners that these business owners are choosing? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I hear all the time, you know, silver, gold, bronze marketing packages. <laughs> like what? You know, how can you how can you determine what a client needs before you even speak with them? Right? That should be a huge red flag. If you go to a website of a marketing agency and they have a red, gold, and silver package, and here's the pricing, it's not going to work, guys. I'm just telling you right now because if you don't actually get in there and customize a marketing plan based on their demographics, who their ideal customers are, um, what their unique selling proposition is. If you don't customize campaigns based on that kind of data, you're just hoping and you're throwing stuff against the wall and you're hoping something works. And guess what? That's not a great marketing strategy, right? So yeah, I mean, it's, you've got to, you can't just, you can't shop for marketing by price and simplicity. Right. <laughs> you just can't do it and, and expect great results. Right. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's just my thoughts on it that it has to be customized, you know, to get the good results. You can't just, you know, dump a strategy and, you know, like a Walmart type of atmosphere where it's cookie cutter and everything's exactly the same and, you know, be able to be able to have success. Right. And especially for, for uh, more bespoke companies who aren't, corporate uh boilerplate run of the mill right. we're running like if you're truly a unique company even every coach themselves i mean let's say there's a bunch of life coaches and each one of them thinks that they need this the, the gold package right or whatever it's like look the people you're trying to serve and what you're trying to do are in no way related to the person next to you it's impossible it's literally right. not the same person you don't have the same experience it's it's a valid, even just looking at that simple example. And I'm so glad that you give that pushback. So if that is your philosophy, right, the way you stand out, I imagine when, when you yourself are marketing for your own company is being specific about that and saying who you're not for, or because that, what does that look like on the other end? When most people or most agencies, when they, when they set themselves up, it's all about gold package, you know, like I said, bronze package. And then most people love that because it's easy to understand, right? But then they can't really deliver with people. And yet most people think, well, I'll keep spending the money because that's what I need to do, even though they hate the results they're getting. What does that look like on your end when you're marketing yourself on yeah. online and what you're doing? Because that's the hardest part for most businesses is to do what they do for others, for themselves. Yeah, well, it's the cable companies are to blame on these packages bullshit, honestly, because <laughs> you know, they've done these gold, bronze, silvers, other ones kind of kind of created it. But you know, we still do we do, I don't like to call them packages just because of that. I like to call them uh, marketing programs or growth programs, things like that, just marketing ploys, I guess. But we still bundle things, right? We still put them sure. into packages that make them pretty easy to understand because if you don't do that then that's really distracting to not just dentists, but anybody buying. So we do still put them into programs and bundle things and make it easy to understand. But we get out of the hole. We've got to talk to them first, at least before, you know, we can even get to that point. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I think when you're selling, right, no matter what kind of business you are, simplicity matters, right? Because if you make it overly complicated and hard to understand, it'll turn them off and they're just like, you know, whatever. I'm not, you know, in my case, it'd be more like, you know, I'm not a marketing person. I'm a dentist. You know what? I just need new patients and I want to go work on the patients, right? That's really what it breaks down to. So you don't, in my world, you don't want to get into the weeds either, right? You want to talk about something like search engine optimization, SEO, right? 
but you don't have to get into the weeds on, all right, well, so we do quality backlinking three times a week by guest posts. And they just want to get phone calls and new, new patient leads, right? So keep it simple. I love that, man. Yeah. So like you're saying, look, at the end of the day, yes, there are certain things we have to do in marketing, but we the difference is if you're shopping for an agency and you're choosing based on the packaging alone, then yeah. you're sadly mistaken is you should at least jump on a call to see if they even understand your problem and can actually right. articulate it for you. Yeah. I love it, man. And, and I'm glad that we're having this, this conversation because so many business owners, and I, I know I don't have to tell you, we just had a whole conversation about this, simply don't take the extra time to choose their partner's uh, carefully when it comes to these kinds of services that they actually bring on board. And a lot of the people in our community, you know, can benefit from listening to someone tell it like it is who has success and in a specific niche, which is the hardest thing is niching. And yet your story shows, well, look at where you're getting the most success and ask yourself, do you really understand this? Do you enjoy this? That's what I'm, that's what I'm hearing. So my question to you now is if you had to do everything all over again, but now knowing what you know, Starting back then when you had all those verticals you were trying to work with, <laughs> what would you do differently that you could leave behind for the for the business owner who's listening in on the other end right now? You know, I got lucky. You know, I just, we kind of flipped the coin and went with what we already had going, right? So I'm not going to deny that we're some sort of experts and we got it right from the beginning, right? I mean, there's been, you know, even as early as three or four years ago, I was like, screw this. I'm Dennis this is not the way to go. We got to, you know, it's too hard to get results. Sometimes it's, you know, and it, it, there's always doubt. Right. And it's like, kind of like, you know, do you pass your own eye test? Right. And that always happens, you know, in business. But if I had it to start all over again and I had to pick a, a new niche, I think that, you know, I think you need to look for a couple of things and we did some of this, but they need to be, someone with a higher ticket value, right? So they can't sell a widget for 99 cents, right? And be, you know, a good niche for digital marketing because then you have to base everything on volume, right? So I think it has to be a high ticket item. Like with dentists, you know, cosmetic dentists could be twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 for implants, right? So it's a higher in ticket item. Uh, roofers, right? It costs, what, 10 grand to get a roof done. Right. Um, something like that is what you need to think about. Um, you also need to think about sales cycle, right? So the client's sales cycle needs to be pretty quick within 30 days, like, right. So that, you know, you're giving them a lead and then you don't have to wait six months for them to see that revenue. It needs to be fairly quickly. So like with Dennis, it's pretty quick, right? With roofers, it's pretty quick, something like that. So I think if I were to go back and start all over again, I'd probably pay more attention to that kind of stuff. Um, but I'm not sure, man. I'm I'm trying to think like this while I'm talking, but I'm not sure that I would change a lot. I just got lucky with the niche. We were good enough at sales at the time to make ourselves a little bit different. Um, we had a little bit of momentum going. So, you know, we just, we were successful when we got lucky and we picked the first one and it worked for us. Hey man, at least you're honest. And honestly, that's, there's been a huge theme of just critical honesty uh, with not only yourself and your operation, but with your clients, that's just run through as a theme in this conversation. And for me, I think that also says a lot about why you're succeeding is this, this hyper self-awareness and transparency that you bring these 
intangible elements that are, I believe, truly responsible. But it's also because you understand those are the elements that make for good marketing, I think, too, right? Which is hyper-awareness and transparency in the right way. And so for me, I, I love that I can highlight some of the behavior you've exhibited in this conversation and, and find a way to tie it back to why it is it's succeeding because someone could sit there and go, well, yeah, of course I'm transparent, but are you? Because uh, I, we literally just heard, you know, Chris break down and say, yeah, packages. Yeah, it's a, it's a thing. And we all understand we have to do it. But at the end of the day, it has to be bespoke and you have to be able to understand everyone's problems individually. And everybody knows both of those things are true. And yet, what do they always do? They always buy whatever the package thing is. So again, it's that transparency and that hyper awareness, right? That, that true honesty about how it is you're operating in the world and what's honest about the industry, what's honest about your client, what's the what's the honest truth about where you are on your business. Well, the dentists uh, are paying well on time. It's all honesty, right? And so I think we're going to double down on this. All of it has been the running theme throughout this. And it, it's crazy because the truth really set you free here. And, mm-hmm. and and there's there's such a power to that, I think. And I just want to be able to highlight that as, as we start bringing things to a close, because not enough business owners give themselves enough credit to look honestly at a situation and use that immediate feedback information to help make that decision, right? They, they keep making decisions in some hypotheticals when you all you have to do is look at what's really moving as a piece on your board. So thank you for being a shining example of that, Chris. Uh, with that said, I hope you don't mind. I want to take a quick break to give a shout out to one of our supporters that made this conversation possible. And funny enough, uh, this company is similar in that sense. We were talking about social, right? They do something called Scale with Social Selling. It's run by this guy named Terry Foster. And essentially, if you've ever looked at your business and asked yourself uh, as your business calendar and going, why are these people booked on my calendar? I don't know who they are. I don't know why I'm booking with them, but let's hope it works. If If you've reached that level and you don't have have somebody who's a specific partner with you scale with social selling has actually worked to put in their in their contract a guarantee in their clause that they're going to get you the sales prospects that you want specifically the kind that you want literally that's why they call it scale with social selling and yes there's an emphasis on social which is ironic because of the conversation we've had right but that but that's understanding the time and the place like we were having in this episode in particular right and they when you are ready for the social aspect of things, they can help you. And so you can find out exactly why this is what you need by going to scalewithsocialsellingsystem.com, try.scalewithsocialsellingsystem.com and let them know the worm sent you and they'll give you 20% off because that's what we do here. We create partnerships. Now, with that said, I also want to roll out the red carpet for you, Chris. Where can people connect with you to learn more about what you're doing and the work that you do specifically for any capacity? Do you prefer to be connected on a social channel or do you prefer people to go to your website? What's the word? Yeah. Well, first of all, the service you were just describing sounds really cool because it's something I'm going to check out too, because we still leverage social media in ways of by stealing their demographics. Because like when you, when you sign on to Facebook, when you first create a, an account, you give them your life story, right? 
And it's all real information. You're not making it up because you, your friends, your family, everybody sees it. Right. And so it's great demographic data to get. So if they're generating, you know, uh, lead lists and things like that, I don't know if specifically what they do, that could be very powerful. So I'm going to check them out as well. But anyway, how do you get a hold of me? Uh, Kickstart dental marketing is the best way. Um, Kickstartdental.com is the best way. There's a free strategy session button right on the front page. Um, Click that. I do all the strategy sessions myself. And if you're not a dentist, if you're a business owner or whatever, and you're looking for some advice or some help, go ahead and do it. I'll do it for free. No problem at all. And I'll answer your questions and, you know, just see what we we could do to help you. Or I know tons of people in the industry that um, have other niches and other types of industries as well. Ah, respect, man. And thank you for highlighting that. It's, a, it's rare that it happens. I think maybe it's only happened. Uh, you'd be the second time ever. Somebody was like, that actually sounds interesting. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> and, I, and I appreciate that, man, uh, because yeah. we try we try to choose our partners carefully. Yeah. You know, um, they're all real listeners of the show themselves. Nice. And uh, it's a tight knit community. So for me, man, it's been an absolute pleasure to speak with someone as generous as you, like about the ins and outs of the way you operate. It, it really is something that I, I can't I can't highlight enough at how you didn't have to do that. Right. You, you didn't have to in this conversation, but you did. It's like it, it's like Phil Collins when he wrote the song for Tarzan. It didn't have to be that great, but it was, <laughs> you know, so so I appreciate that, man. Uh, so with that said, Chris, if, uh, if if you don't mind, the way we usually close things out on the show is we ask an open ended question. And that is if you could have invited anybody to the show here today. Who would you have loved to have had here and why them specifically? Uh, I got to go with Mark Cuban. Yeah. I know he's, I know he's kind of a, some people love him, some people hate him type person. But for me, man, he's like a, uh, he was kind of, he was a big mentor when he didn't know it, of course, so for me, kind of, he just, you know, he's got this mentality of, man, you don't just sit on the couch and wait for things to happen. Go out and create your own opportunity. Make it work no matter what. Knock down doors sleep in your car, whatever you've got to do, have that type of determination to start your business, get it going and keep it going. Right. And so I'm a big fan of that. And my mentality is kind of around that as well. And so that would probably be my guy. Respect, man. No, I, (laughs) I, I follow him on Twitter and see what he's doing and what he's doing with the healthcare, you know, for prescriptions is, is powerful. Somebody needed to do it. Absolutely. Somebody needed to do it. I mean, uh, you just got to have a few billion dollars in your pocket to be able to do it, right? <laughs> right. Which can you get yourself in a position to be able to create that kind of impact? That's the yeah. question, right? Yeah. No, man, I think I think that's a perfect example. People can say what they want, but, you know, a billion dollars speaks for itself. You know, I, I'm not saying that money is everything because it's not, but it's also what that person chose to do with the money that says a lot. Sure. Because it, it's yeah. <laughs> the chances of disrupting that industry and making a lot of money on it aren't that great, especially when your whole purpose of you doing this is to cut the cost of things. So there's a lot to be said about that. So I think it's a strong example and it ties in again to that transparency, that honesty, that integrity, that's been the running theme of this conversation. Chris, it's been a pleasure getting to talk to you, man, and getting to know you, although it was brief. Uh, Thank you for stopping by. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the War Room Roundtable with your hosts, Jason Miller and Philip Lanos. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. 
follow us on social media for updates. And always remember, if you can dream it and believe it, then you can go achieve it. We'll see you in the next episode.